installment of the Beauty and the Geast podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. Uh, I am one of your two fabulous Minnesota-based hosts. I am Pat DeGeest in Duluth, Minnesota, along with uh, the Beauty. That'd be me. Yeah, Scott the Beauty from Sunny, which is tit called Lakeville, Minnesota. It's where I am currently. That's not where I am from, though. From the mean streets of Connecticut County. Goodlemore, Minnesota. That came up a lot over uh, over my Thanksgiving. The highs and lows of growing up in Mora. Oh, boy. Was it a uh, <laughs> good, good way as any to get into what have we been up to lately? Thanksgiving, of course, just passed. I uh, went to my brother's house. Saw the family, uh, discussed Mora, amongst many other things. How about you? Did you do anything fun for Thanksgiving? Uh, no. I stayed home and watched football. And uh, my Thanksgiving gigantic meal consisted of a tombstone pizza. I, treat, I went luxury and got a tombstone. What topics? Just pepperoni. But it had turkey. <laughs> pepperoni is made out of turkey bits <laughs> harsh outs the little turkey in there we went we went very traditional i had two things what it, how, things. <laughs> was just it, what what was the uh consensus about the the growing up on the mean streets of mora um was it considered a good thing or a bad thing good thing mostly that it was just uh safe young place that we could it might have just been the old also old people lamenting that things were better back in the day but just that we could bike around pretty much uh you know uncared for all summer long and nothing ever happened that was bad right yeah i mean it was also yeah completely uh you know completely different times as as well so i mean i wouldn't necessarily say because even now, I don't know that I, if, if I had kids, I don't know that I would necessarily trust, you know, trust anyone, even living in Mora, to just let them bike around for, you know, un- unattended for an entire summer while work was being done. So that, it's just, I think it's just the time. I'm in favor of free-range children. Just turn them loose and hope they don't get uh, eaten by coyotes. I mean, it is kind of considered a part of natural selection. If you're dumb enough to get in the van, well. <laughs> Although, uh, part of it, I think, is just the, it's almost the right size if you lived in town, right? It's essentially... It's not quite all residential, but there's no high-traffic areas whatsoever in Mora. So, like, anyone living in the cities, there's just constant traffic. So that would be my main concern if I were raising a maybe dumb child who's biking around. Are they just going to bike into traffic and get smashed? Yeah. In any area larger than Mora. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I did not I did not live in the, the, the gigantic, you know, I mean, I, I guess... I could consider myself almost the mean streets of Brunswick because we are considered part of Brunswick Township. 
so I did not grow up on the mean streets of Mora, but, uh, yeah, it was not an easy thing. I mean, the road that I lived on had almost zero traffic on it. Um, it was, it was rare to see, to see a car go by <laughs> more than a couple times a day that of somebody that didn't live on our road. <laughs> yeah, man. Like it is just different. Like I tell people all the time, you know, if, if, if it was summer, we would just leave our, our parents would be at work by the time we got up and then we would hop on our bikes and go to, you know, our buddy's house or Steve's or uh, the park and, I don't know, play basketball or football. And like, if, if we just didn't come home and the cops asked their parents, they're like, what were your kids going to do today? Like, they would have no idea. They wouldn't be able to answer the question. Like, I don't know. They just played all day and they came home for dinner. <laughs> yeah. They do every day. And now it's just, yeah, constant contacts 24 seven. Got air tags hidden in your kid's underwear for constant tracking oh yeah i was with a, I was with some parents why was i there i don't know it's not important but they had an app on their phone that monitored their child's like blood sugar level and about every five minutes the mom would pull it out and just be like that's good but i mean if the kid has type 1 diabetes to lean i mean that, that's something that does need to be monitored but my, my my brother has an app on his phone for his family with, where if you know if one of, if his kid is out driving, it will tell them how fast he's moving. See, man, that would oh, my parents had apps that were tracking me. I would just like I wasn't even a bad kid. I was a goody two shoes. I would right? hate hate that. You know, it just feels so. That would make you want to do bad things. Yes, it would. <laughs> Just to see if you would get caught from it. Yeah. It just feels so odd to just, I don't know. I mean, it's the time we live in now. It's just, that's normal nowadays. Yep. All right. So Thanksgiving was, was good. Uh, other than finding out that, you know, that people think that Mora is a good place to live. Um, how about, uh, did you do any Black Friday shopping? Kind of. I got myself a sweet new vacuum cleaner. Oh. Yeah, the uh, Rocket Shark or something. A favorite of mine on sale for 90 bucks. I don't even know what it normally is, but it's usually over 100. It's 125 or 150. I don't know. So that's that's all I got. How about you? Anything fun? Uh, yeah, actually. I bought some stuff for gaming. Um, so... GameStore by my house had uh, some collector boxes of Magic the Gathering on sale for uh, collector boxes, 100 bucks a box for both Brothers War and Dominaria United. So I picked up two of the Dominaria United boxes and one Brothers War box. And uh, I, did get a, I did get a Legends card. Out of, out of the uh, out of one of the Dominaria United boxes, I got an Avoid Fate card. I could have bought for fifty cents off a TCG player, but I got it out of a pack. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. Yeah, I mean, it just they they weren't 
cheap enough where it really didn't matter. You know, like the the cost of it really didn't make a difference on there. Um, and then on Cyber Monday, so today they the company that I bought some of my gaming stuff from previously on for on Friday had a had a sale for Cyber Monday, so I picked up some more stuff that I needed for other games and stuff like that. And uh, the biggest purchase, I guess, would be a, I got myself a, I ordered a 3D printer that should be here towards the end of the, I'm thinking towards the end of the week. Nice, man. Those things have always intrigued me, but I've never had one or used one, but they, they seem like a lot of fun. It's going to be nice because now with a lot of stuff that I have, you know, like a lot of the games that I play, I can just buy the digital file and print out as many as I want for it versus having to buy each individual model or pack of models. So, yeah, yeah. Or even like there's just really cool I don't, accessories you can get for anything because I love board gaming too. And uh, you can get uh, tokens. Nemesis is a game I like to play, and you can get uh, slime tokens that they just fit perfectly around the base of your your character and i've just you know bought them off of etsy but yeah it's even better if you can just make them at will yeah and, and you know and most most 3d print files are like three to five dollars when you're paying you know 10 bucks for a mini and when i buy that file i have it forever so i you know if i i can't sell you know like i can't sell them commercially or anything like that without a license to do it because it's still copyrighted material but i can you know i I can i can print 10 of them and instead of spending 50 dollars on buying them you know but or you know instead of spending a hundred dollars to buy them individually i can spend five dollars to buy the file and then the cost that it is for the resin that it takes to print them is extremely minimal for that. Well, nice, man. It should be fun. I'm looking forward to getting to play around with it. I've been looking. I had one. I had a a filament 3D printer that just never seemed to work quite right, so I ended up selling it to a friend. And because, because it never worked right, because right, apparently the the bed that everything prints on was not level it, it was it was bowed so nothing would really adhere to the print bed that was that where it was printing so it would fail most of the time and everything was just you know just coming out really shitty and rather than take the time to investigate how it was you know what was going on with why it wasn't working right i just stopped using it so then i eventually got it to a friend who does use it and he's the one who found out that it it was uh not that that the bed was bowed on it and it's uh yeah these are yeah like i said i've never used them but i've heard they're they can be finicky so <laughs> certainly a, a not flat bed is going to mess up all your projects yeah for sure so yeah uh that, that's been yeah then back to work today and ordered some stuff like i said for cyber monday today 
but uh, also watched a movie while I was working today. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. awesome film, huh? Uh, I mean, I get well. I guess we got we got what we did between the last time we spoke and and today. But what we got coming up? You got I know you got some shows coming up. Definitely do. Um, when this releases, it will be the second Saturday, the second of December. I will be in St. Cloud tonight. At uh, the Silly Beaver, I think Beaver Island Brewing. Uh, next weekend, Keg and Cork in Bemidji, and Rapids Brewing Company, Grand Rapids, Minnesota, on the eighth and ninth. So, uh, winter seems to be the the best time for comedy by far. So I'm trying to pack my schedule as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, people can <laughs> people want to stay indoors <laughs> during the Minnesota winter. The cabin fever is setting in already, and it's time to capitalize. Absolutely. All right. Yes. Speaking of uh, winter setting in and cabin fever, we decided to kick off December as the month of Christmas movies or winter-themed movies. So this first movie we're doing is Jack Frost from 1997. Uh, is by a company called Storyteller Films or whatever. Uh, and there's only one name that we would recognize in this. And uh, it took, it, I mean, I thought it was her when I first saw it. But, you know, when I first saw her, but I had to double check as it got later on in the film. But that is Shannon Elizabeth. So uh, Probably most well known as Nadia from the American Pie movies. Yeah, man. I uh, same thing. I started like, is that Shannon Elizabeth? Uh, I had to pause it and pulled up IMD and I'm like, IMDb. Just thought, yep, it is. Yep. We did not get a uh, spoiler alert. We did not get a topless scene. No, pretty close, but yeah, that no, no, there wasn't anything. Nothing shown. Surprise! Not surprising. I don't think she has ever done anything completely. Well, no, she did. She did an American Pie. What am I thinking? Yeah, I'm sure uh, the Jack Frost budget <laughs> didn't have enough to entice her, as uh, you can probably tell by the the special effects or maybe lack of special effects, <laughs> which we'll get to. I mean, I would say definitely the the lack of spe special effects budget, plus the the camera work, plus you know the camera quality, plus the uh, <laughs> quality of the cast, plus the uh, you know quality of the set. Yeah, everything was. Uh, this was not an expensive film to make, and it and it showed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they spent probably the entirety of their $75 special effects budget on uh, snowman costume and fake blood and had nothing left to get Shannon Elizabeth to take her top off. So, well, lose-lose for all of us. Just watch American Pie. If you're, if, you're really, if, you're really, if you're really that interested in seeing it, just watch American Pie. If you're that desperate, it's out there. <laughs> so let's get on to our uh, low-budget uh, kind of poorly acted 
snowman horror, I guess you'd call it. It's a comedy horror. I watched it on Tubi. Is that where you watched it? That is. Free on Tubi, folks, if you want to check this one out, even after our uh, our review. Go right ahead. Where do we start? I took really poor notes, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, we start with... <laughs> There's a guy, it's just a narrator voice. He's talking about reading a Christmas story to like a, it must be his niece because they call him Uncle something or other in the beginning. Yep. And he's like, hey, do you want a, you know, a scary one or a happy one? And somehow they got a happy, scary stories. So it decides to tell the story of Jack Frost to a child. That's what this is. This is a telling of a horror movie to a child. And the movie starts out with some fellers. They're uh, they're driving like a prison truck to an execution. They're going to execute Jack Frost that night. It's a snowy winter night. Uh, Jack Frost manages to like escape his manacles or his cuffs. The 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 truck crashes into a truck. I think it's just labeled genetic research. <laughs> That shows you find it later. It's like top secret, like highly unethical research. But when they drive around, they they label their truck genetic research. And of course, it it tips over. Uh, Jack is about to escape and like have a confrontation with a surviving guard when the genetic research truck, kind of their canisters of chemicals, burst shoot all over him, kind of melt him like uh, the bad guys in Indiana Jones, and they leave his, like, smoldering what remains of his body just laying in the snow. Yeah, he looked like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, he was a bad guy about to be executed. No harm done there. Uh, Everything will be just fine. Cut to the next day. Sam, (laughs) local small-town sheriff Sam Tyler is uh, having flashbacks of capturing Jack Frost. And his wife is just like, you know, don't worry, honey. He's dead now. He's been executed. But, like, in his flashbacks, Jack Frost is just screaming at the sheriff, like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you and everyone in your family. I'll get revenge no matter what. Nothing can stop me. I yeah, they're driving on the same snowy road and past the accident scene. Yeah, there, <laughs> and, and and he looks at the clock and it says twelve oh one. So Jack Frost was scheduled to be executed at midnight. Which here we go again. Um, you would be at the prison you're going to be executed at long before having to be driven there on a long, on a snowy winter night. Right, yeah. They, just, they take you there like like you go to a movie matinee. <laughs> yeah, let's just get up. Let's get there 10 minutes late and we'll miss the uh, we'll miss the opening credits. Yeah, we'll skip the previews. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. drive it back there and he's just like, hey, I'm the sheriff. What's going on? And they're like, federal matter. Get out of here. And he's like, okay. And he just drives away. <laughs> Yep. And so, yeah, the next day he does, uh, he, he, he does, uh, get a disgustingly, uh, 
gross breakfast made by his son. Now, what was his son's name? Tommy? Is it? I that forget. Kid? They were so bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, if you think the kid that's doing the acting in The Shining is bad, this is even worse. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. They, they, they're sitting up, too, where they're just this, like, uh, perfect, almost disgustingly cheesy family. Where they're like, Dad, I wanted to make you special breakfast, and I love you, son. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have time to Shit. eat it. Just throw it in a bag, and I'll eat it for lunch. Yeah. Because we all know there's going to be a, a murder attempt on them later in the movie. But uh, I don't know. I forget the beginning. It's This it, it is slow to develop. Like, he... <laughs> He wanders around town. He talks to Dan Elizabeth. He talks to the locals. Yeah, they're they're having so yes. Part of the sheriff's job is to judge the snowman contest that they're having. Yeah, and he's talking to one of the guys who refuses to unveil his snowman, and. Uh, uh, you know, th- that's the guy who's won for the past four years. So he's thinking he's going to make it a fifth year, but he won't show anybody what his snowman is. Um, and Shannon Elizabeth, yeah, is there? No, no, Tommy is the guy. Tommy is is the young guy that that Shannon Elizabeth is interested in. That's what it is. That's her boyfriend or whatever. Yep. There's nothing listed on. Uh... Rotten Tomatoes, as far as what the kid's name is, but whatever, that's not important. Yeah, uh, I feel like they don't even have last names. They're just first names. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Tommy is building a snowman, and he looks at the, you know, he tells the sheriff the joke, oh, what's the difference between snowmen and snowwomen? And then the sheriff's like, huh? And he's just like, oh, snowballs. <laughs> it thinks he's funny. Killer material. Yep. So he checks in with, yeah, basically everybody who's about to get killed in this movie to uh, see how their how their snowmen for the snowman contest are going. Goes to the sheriff's office, talks to his, I got nothing better to do but smoke in the, in the office, Marla, his secretary. And he's like, oh, Marla, what, what's, uh. What, what's what's going on? Why are you so glum? And she's like, "Did somebody die?" And she hands him a message. It says, "To Sam, you know, to Sam from Marla, somebody died." So now they go check out Old Man Harper, <laughs> and he's just uh, like frozen to death, basically. I mean, he's he's an old man. Yes, yes, he's an old man in a rocking chair, and the chair is you know he's he's got his head over the back of the chair. The two deputies are, are there with Sam and they're talking about, you know, oh, I knew old man Harper since this, you know, and everything. And finally, Sam just looks at him and says, hey, deputy, can you stop? Uh, it was a deputy. I don't forget. There's deputy Foster. And there's deputy Pullman. And I forget which one it was. But he's like, hey, can you stop? Can you get your foot off the chair? So the guy's like, oh, yeah, sorry. He stops rocking the chair back and forth. So they, they're just rocking a bit, dead guy back and forth. So they call the doctor. The doctor gives him the scoop on it. You know, that his neck's been broken, but there's no prints or anything like that on what's going on for his hand or 
Yeah, that doesn't look like he's been touched at all, but his neck's been broken. So he goes back, you know, um, and this is when his wife, the sheriff's wife, comes home from getting groceries or something like that because and she picked up stuff for the kid, the annoying kid, to build a snowman. And she gets home, and there's a big snowman in the in the driveway, and she's in the yard there. And she's just like, oh, you know, she walks in and talks to the kid. She's like, oh, the, you did a great job with that snowman. He's like, I didn't build a snowman. She's just like, oh, I don't know who did, but here's some coal and a carrot to finish it, you know, to finish it off. But make sure you bundle up and go out there. So he goes out to finish building the snowman when... Dun, dun, dun. Forget the biker gang. This is the sledding gang shows up. And bullies. <laughs> yes. They they they're they're the bullies that show uh I know the I know one of them is his name is Billy. Um which is uh Billy Metzner is his name. He he's taught you know, I mean and they are gigantic kids compared to uh, the, the annoying kid who they're trying to they say the trail and I forget the name but it's like the 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 black devil sledding crew or something like that the trail goes right through the Tyler's yard and uh, he basically says oh you know you need to get out of the way and eventually knocks the head off the snowman which after he does that, you know, the, the young kid gets out of the way. They're about to start sledding. The snowman pushes Billy over. He tips over as the other kid's like pushes off and starts sledding and cuts his head off. <laughs> yeah, with one of the uh, the sleds with the metal skis in the bottom or whatever, which is... Hey, right yeah. away, here's... <clears throat> I'll jump in early with... with my biggest scrape of this movie. It's not the bad acting or the low budget. It's the uh the cutaway death and gore that <laughs> they just do over and over. Like I would have been all on board with like a low budget, goofy horror movie if they just tried to have some like show of decapitation. But anyway, you know, the sled coming towards the guy's neck, they cut away, and then just like people looking at it shocked. And that's how uh, almost all the deaths are going to be in this film. And it oh, it just drove me nuts. Even try, you know, even if you're using like a plastic bag full of uh, rotted meat and ketchup, like just have something. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, my guess is, yeah, they just didn't have the budget to do anything. And yeah. Clearly. So, yeah. And at this point, yeah, Billy's dad, Jake is is very upset with Sheriff Tyler, Sam. So talk about how they got in a fight and, and uh you know the the kid is telling everybody that the snowman pushed him over, you know, and they're like, Oh, uh, you you know, your kid killed my you know, killed my kid which again, these they're on flat ground, so the sled couldn't have been going very fast. So they had to be super sharp <laughs> Ra- you know, like oh, razor sharp edges on those on the sled and and you know the kid is insisting that the snowman pushed him over 
Jake is, you know, and and Sam just looks at Jake and says, you know, Jake, I don't know how my kid could push your kid over. He's two and a half feet taller than him. But it ends up being, uh, yeah, a big, a big to-do there that they end up, you know, obviously they, they take him away on the stretcher in front of everybody there, you know, the, the body bag and the, and then uh, I believe, well, I don't even know who's, who's next. All I know is what happens is because uh, the old guy, or no, it's Tommy. It's Tommy's parents, I believe. Yeah, I think it is. It's uh, Tommy's mom and dad are next. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy leaves to go somewhere. Uh, the dad kind of gets in a little bit of an argument with his wife, goes out to smoke his pipe there. Um, the snowman shows up there, starts, you know, asks him for a smoke, starts messing around with him. Eventually, uh, the old guy gets the axe out of the, out of the tree stump. And they get a uh, picture of the scene. It's, uh, it's, so the guy's out there smoking. The snowman, Jack Frost, is talking to him. But, like, the guy's just, like, hearing a voice. He's like, well, it's not this snowman that's talking. So he's, like, circling around the snowman with an axe, thinking someone's off in the distance, like, effing with him and egging him on. And then, uh, yeah, the snowman, Jack Frost, eventually grabs it with, like, white oven mitts is what they use for snowman hand special effects and uh, shoves the axe handle about halfway down his neck yep he's dead the wife is completely oblivious to what's going on but what we find out now is well she she walks into the in into the family room living room whatever you want to call it there and there's puddles on the floor and she knows that her husband was going out to smoke his pipe. So she's mad. She's like, how many times have I told you to not leave water around? You know, she sits down in her chair. Um, the, the, the lights turn, you know, the Christmas tree turn on. She's like, oh, you know, that's so nice. That's so sweet of you to do after you messed up my clean floor with your watery pipe trackings. And then uh, they go out, you know, the lights go out. She starts to look at what's going on. All you see is a is a uh, blur of white oven mitts with Christmas lights <laughs> wrapping around her neck. You basically twists her between the Christmas decorations. Oh, yes, the, we can't forget the doll's head into the glass ornaments, too. And then oh, yeah. shoves a bulb into her mouth and smashes her face. <laughs> yeah. And you can absolutely tell that it is a doll's head being smashed into these glass ornaments there. And then they show her face, and she's got glass stuck in her face and blood coming down. And it does it again. Eventually twists her up into a pretzel using tinsel, Christmas lights, and and the Christmas bulbs there. And that is the end of Tommy's family. Yeah, again, just the really clearly bad special effects cutaway scenes i mean they're they're working with what they had so i half understand but none of it was impressive it was a a pretty bad death scene right there yeah 
Man, I, yeah, I don't even remember what was. Yeah, after that, who was even next? I had, well, part of my troubles was uh, I had trouble distinguishing just the characters themselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is probably will be the, the FBI get involved probably right around now. Yes, Agent Manners. I believe, yeah, I believe, the, well, that's what he calls, yeah, because Sam does call the FBI and verify that Jack Frost was killed, and Agent Manners lies to him and tells him that he was, because he's like, oh, he just had to, somebody get killed here. This is after Old Man Harper was dead. He's like, yeah, we just had somebody get killed here, and the M.O. kind of looked similar to what what happened previously with somebody, and he's like, just want to make sure that he's dead. And he's just like, yeah, he's dead. Um, let's see. I, I know they say you know, they come in there. They start, you know, classic, uh, FBI intervention. They start muscling around. Well, they did send one of the deputies out to old man Harper's house to get the doctor. I do remember that. And then the deputy goes out there and it might, it might have been actually, yeah, it might be actually after they find Tommy's parents that he sends them out there. Because I'm pretty sure that's where this where we're at right now. Is the deputies going out to Old Man Harper's place? Because Old Man Harper lived outside of town. Um, so he was kind of isolated. But now things are happening in town. So the deputy goes to go get the doctor. He, uh, as he's driving up to, to, the, to the place outside of town... He comes across a snowman holding a stop sign in the middle of the road, gets out, looks at it, kind of just laughs about, you know, laughs about it, thinking it's, it's some sort of prank there. Uh, goes to get his shovel while Jack Frost melts uh, and uh, reforms himself as Jack Frost in the driver's seat. Because the de- when the deputy turns around with a shovel, the snowman's gone. So he thinks he's seeing things. He just kind of laughs it off, and uh, goes to put the shovel back in the trunk. When the and Jack Frost backs over him, runs him over with the car, and kills him. And now we have a. Not only do we have a turkey that knew how to drive last week, we have a snowman that knows how to drive this week. <laughs> yes, and uh, in every every full body shot, he's got no legs or feet. But yeah. uh, I guess he can still manipulate car pedals. Yep. And uh, yeah, and now everybody's kind of, with everything going on, they're starting to get everybody uh, gathered at the church to be, uh, I guess, a, a kind of a sanctuary where everybody can gather. They're going to institute a curfew there. Um. And I don't remember if this is when Tommy and Jill meet their death, or yeah, I think so. I think because they're they're at the church and uh, yeah, they're missing. So yeah, sorry, it was. It's not Tommy's parents; it's Jill's parents because Jill leaves and says she's going to meet up with Tommy, and that that's what it was. It's the Metzners that get killed. I'm telling you, they are all so forgettable. I can't keep their family lineage apart. And they all looked extremely similar, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's the Metzners that, that get killed there. And, and now Jill is the only Metzner left because Billy got killed by the sled. 
uh, Jake Metzner got killed by the axe shoved down his throat. And then Mrs. Metzner was killed, getting wrapped up like a pretzel. Uh, yeah, Sheriff's got everybody gathering there, talking to Father Brana. And uh, they just you know, oh, yeah, we got it. The doors are all open, but, you know, we don't have the heat on yet. So everybody's kind of looking for, looking around for stuff, uh, you know, to keep, to keep warm. The pet, you know, the the priest has got the got the heater turned on, but it's not not warmed up enough in the building yet. Um, Sam goes back to the police station where he comes across now Agent Manners and uh, Stone, I believe, was the other guy that that came that showed up. There's, I believe, his name was Stone. They have a they have a discussion there about about what's going on in the town and uh he gets kind of he gets kind of frustrated you know sam gets frustrated because there's no um there's no answers coming from the fbi and and from stone even though stone doesn't isn't even from the fbi he just kind of doesn't acknowledge the fact that he's not part of the fbi because Sam calls him Agent Stone, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, at that point, yeah, Sam goes back to the church to check out his kid, you know, his wife and kid, but to find out that his wife has gone back to the house to get more blankets, and he sends uh, one of his other deputies, the deputy that's still alive, back to his house to check on, to make sure she's okay, because he thinks that Jack Frost is... Um, that now Jack, you know, that Jack Frost is still alive and is working to get his revenge on Sam Tyler. Well, yeah, it is. Is this as uh, it was running around here where Stone and the uh, FBI guy kind of come clean and just say, Here's this experiment we're working on. It's chemicals to like basically keep your consciousness at cellular level or something. And it when uh, of course Jack Frost got covered in chemicals, his his life essence or whatever merged with the snow, so now he's just snow. Yep. Yeah. So now, yeah. After that, yeah. Sam gets pissed off and leaves. Goes to check. Goes to check on everybody at the church because now he knows that it's Jack Frost, and uh, he wants to make sure his wife and kid are safe, and. Uh, he goes to the church. His wife is gone. She went to the house to get more blankets. This kid tells him. Now cuts to Mrs. Tyler. I believe her Anne was her name. And of course, you know, she goes in the house. Is gathering blankets. You hear the the little moving of snow. So Jack Frost is coming up there. She hears it too. She's kind of freaking out. Uh, she sees a bunch. Of, she sees some water coming in. And uh, opens up, opens up the cut, you know, the cupboard there, thinking that Jack Frost is going to be there. Well, a pipe has burst, and uh, as she's freaking out, the the other deputy, the, the still alive deputy at this point, comes in, freaks the shit out of her, um, and uh, they yeah, he, he ends up fixing the pipe and. Gives her a long-winded explanation. He seems like a gigantic know-it-all. 
as far as home repair goes. About yeah, lengthy plumbing discussion here. He's he's a master plumber. That was probably the most interesting part of the movie. And uh, <laughs> they they take off back to the church there, and then you see Tommy and Jill uh, sneak into the sheriff's house to uh, to get some get some loving going on. While Jack Frost is still hanging around the sheriff's house there. So they uh, are horny teenagers. So they, they start taking off all their, you know, they start ripping off all their clothes. They get basically done to their thermals. And she's like, oh, I want a hot bath. I want, you know, glass of wine. Well, you know, if you think you're getting any, this is what you get for me. So Tommy's like, oh, of course. And she just walks away and starts uh, exploring the sheriff's house that she's not supposed to be into after a little, after a little B and E. Yeah. And, uh, Tommy finds bottle, you know, Tommy finds a bottle of champagne, cracks open the champagne, pours a glass, takes a little sip. He's like, Oh, I need some ice. Grabs an ice pick out, out of the, out, out of the drawer, ch- chips off a bunch of ice in the freezer. And then, uh, Puts it in his, you know, puts it in the wine glass where it immediately melts. Takes a sip of wine, hears something moving around, thinks the sheriff's there, starts freaking out, starts you know, kind of calling out to the sheriff, you know, hey, don't, don't shoot, you know, say it, you know, don't shoot me, Sam. I'm, you know, it's, it's it's Tommy. Don't, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm just here looking around, but you know, not causing any trouble, not trying to hurt anyone. And then here's more noises is ducked down behind a behind essentially in the kitchen, you know, cabinets there and starts digging through the drawer and finally settles on an ice pick for his, his defense weapon when he can, you know, he's confronted by Jack Frost. So he puts down an ice pick to grab another ice pick to dig for a, an ice pick. That was kind of one of the things that bugged me about it too. So he used an ice pick to get the ice out of the freezer. And then when he's freaked out, digging through the drawer, digs till he finds another ice pick. He could have dual wielded ice picks. Right? But he left the other one sitting on the counter. He knew right where it was. And yeah, so Jack Frost gets there. He starts, you know, he confronts him, starts stabbing him, and Jack Frost just laughs at him, picks him up with his oven mitt pans, holds him up against the door, and starts, uh... or no, that's right, no, that that's not, he, he, he basically shoots. says, yeah, here, here comes the pitch, and yeah, shoots an icicle through his, uh, through his head. And then later they show one sticking out of his chest. Yeah, he shoots them, he grows them, and shoots them like projectiles. And uh, this is apparently the only time he uses that power, but it seems like his best one. To shoot to shoot them like projectiles, yes. He does grow one in a, in a little while here again. Uh, yeah, so Jill is still wandering around the house there. She sees a bathtub full of water. She's like, oh, Tommy, you shouldn't have. She... Finishes undressing, hops in, 
And uh, she's like, oh, this feels great. Where's my wine, Tommy? And then it goes cold. And she's like, Tommy, don't put cold water in here. And then the carrot floats up and hits her in the you know what. And uh, yeah, at that point, yeah, it starts turning to ice. She ends up, she ends up getting railed by the carrot. Jack Frost with his carrot that was his nose. And uh, she gets she gets killed. She gets you know she gets boned, and then killed. Falls down, you know, hits her head. She falls down to the bathroom floor with her eyes closed. Opens up her eyes, and then mouth, you know, blood starts drooling out of her mouth. And Jack Frost is like, "Ha! Looks like Christmas came a little early, huh?" Uh huh. There's a lot of one-liners like that from Jack Frost in this one. Of course, it's got to be, yes. The horror comedy aspect of it has got to have the one-liners when they get killed. We're skipping over many, many one-liners, but they're all there if you want them, folks. Yep. Subject yourself to the hour and a half of watching Jack Frost if you want more one-liners from Scott McDonald, who played Jack Frost. Is this where it's war time? Do we enter end game here? Pretty much, yeah. Um, Sam and his deputy and Marla and Agent Manners and Stone are there. They, yeah, they have their their kind of end game thing. Um, they're like, we gotta we gotta take out Jack Frost. How are we gonna do it? <laughs> Yeah, hair dryer, such. Yep. So they lure into the into the police station. They uh, force him down into the um, into the furnace. Or, no, they're, they're gonna they're gonna blow him up. So yeah, they're in the police station. They are. Um. They they're basically. Emptying out all of the aerosol cans there, trying to keep Jack Frost out of there. Their 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 goal is to climb out the window and blow the building up because that will that will get rid of him. And uh, they realize that the window has a lock on it, and the only key is back by where they have Jack Frost locked in another room. So Sam goes to grab it. Of course. Being a horror movie, you know, it's on a gigantic key ring, but he can't just grab the key ring. His hands are shaking so bad that he can't just grab the key ring out of the lock and take off with it. He's got to pick it, you know, he's got to drop it, then try to pick it up multiple times before he can actually pick it up. Then as he's heading out there, there's a there's a guy that's in the lock up there that he has to let out. Then they get back. Of course, when he picks up the keys, when he actually is able to pick up the keys, Jack Frost's oven mitt gloves grab him. He does manage to get away, of course, because it can't, you know, nobody else can get away from Jack Frost as easily as Sam can because Sam's the main character. Uh, He does get over. They get the window unlocked. They get out of the building. They blow the building up. Jack Frost goes flying into a million pieces. Ends up uh, you know, they think it's over, ends up reforming. 
as a lumpy snowman. He's not the same snowman that he was before. Um, kind of does his little thing the way he's a little he's a little angry with them. Makes you know has some more one liners. And uh, takes off towards the other side of town to reform into his actual snowman form. They go to the church because they don't believe that anything's going on. You know, they can't believe what had just happened. They're like, oh, yeah, we can force him into the furnace at the church there. That'll get hot enough. So they go into the church, turn it, you know, turn on the, 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 fur. they turn the furnace up to high. So they can, they can get rid, you know, they can force him in there. They're standing outside talking. They hear kind of a rumbling kind of thing. And they're like, oh, do you hear something? He's like, yeah, Jack Frost is about to make his appearance there. And he just, you know, rolls a gigantic snowball through the door. And he's like, aha, I got you. And he's like, oh, Jack Frost looks like you left a 710 split. And that's when they attack him with the, um, hair dryers and force him down into the furnace and in there lock him in furnace is not high he melts um and then just basically blows up the furnace and it yeah. reforms like the, the sheriff marla uh oh that's right marla and the other deputy who has always been hitting on marla after after he gets out of the furnace like, oh, we need somewhere to hide. And she looks at Marla, looks at the deputy, and says, Oh, my place or yours? He's like, Oh, your place. He's like, All right, come on, this way. So they take off, and it's now Manners, Stone, and Sam against Jack Frost. Which, uh, as he, after he gets out, after he reforms, after he gets out of the furnace, actually, that's when he kills Manners. Um, because he, he basically, yeah, he grows his, his, he uses his ice powers to grab, to get fangs. And oh, yeah, jumps him in the head. Yep, jumps, jumps Agent Manners in the head. He's about to kill Stone when Stone's like, hey, wait, don't kill me. I could, you know, I might be able to get rid of, you know, I might be able to help you get out of this. I might be able to change you back. He's just like, I don't want to be changed back. And so, um, Sam, and his his son are gonna be are gonna leave at this point. You know, he puts his kid in the car. He's like, Oh wait, I gotta you know, gotta take care of this. And uh Stone comes out, and you can tell that Stone is not right as he's walking out of there. And he starts he just starts he's just like, ah, fuck it, and starts vomiting out Jack Frost. And now becomes comes their their fight that they have. Now comes the end fight. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I thought they were beginning the end fight, and I'm like, they have 25 minutes left. This is not going to be the first end fight. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Jack Frost is in front of the car. They um, he can't. Sam doesn't have the keys for the car. It's his cop car. He doesn't have the keys for his cop car. Um, you know, Jack Frost, yeah, melts down, starts coming in through the through the vents there, dropping all over. He does manage to uh, get in 
there, forms himself in the back seat, which is where uh, Sam takes the bag of oatmeal that uh, that his kid made for him and smashes Jack Frost in the face with it, which melts half of Jack Frost's face. And he's like, oh, what'd you put in those oats? And he's just like, oh, antifreeze? You, you didn't want you to get cold, so I put antifreeze in there. Poor kid. Stupid kid, because he would have killed his dad had he actually eaten them. But then, yeah, so they tell, uh, they, these Biden's random, so Sam runs off, finds random guy who's like the hardware store guy in the, <laughs> in the town. He's got everything. They're asking, just got if he's got any antifreeze, and the guy's like, "Yeah, I just got a bunch in." So Sam is now going to confront Jack Frost while this other guy fills his the bed of his truck up with a tarp and antifreeze. And this is where, yeah, Sam gets pinned up against. You know, they're they're doing they're having their fight, they're bantering back and forth. Uh, Jack Frost decides he's going to penetrate Sam's chest with a with an icicle. So this is where he uses his Ice for his power to form icicles again, but instead of projectiling, he just chooses to have it grow into Sam. There, I think he's got his heart there. Thinks he, you know, Jack Frost thinks he's won. Thinks Sam's dead when Sam's saying just blasts him with something. I even forget what. <laughs> yeah, man, I was. Uh... I was a bit ready for this one to end by this scene. Pretty checked checked out, yeah. Well, anyway, he ends up tackling him out a window into the back of the into the back of the truck with all the antifreeze there. But as they're you know heading towards towards the back of the truck, uh, Jack Frost does hit his arm on the bed of the truck and it breaks off, falls on the ground. They're having their fake wrestling match in this gigantic bed of antifreeze, which Jack Frost eventually melts. You know, he's like, ha, it's over. And the kid picks up the arm. He's like, what about this arm? Which then wraps itself around the kid's face, trying to trying to strangle him because Jack Frost wants his revenge on Sam, which uh, I think, yeah, at that point, uh, the, the guy who owned the truck picks up the kid throws him in the back and they uh he does eventually pull out he does eventually pull out the his jack frost's heart when when they're wrestling in the in the back of the truck he pulls pulls you know he, like he was digging in the bed of the truck like pulls out his heart and you can see his heart beating there for a second and then that's when the kid gets thrown in there and dissolves the rest of the way and they bottle up the the antifreeze and bury it as the actual other FBI agents and everything show up to make sure nothing's gone wrong with the town. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Roll credits. Oh, boy. What a... That was a slog. And I found out I'm a simple man. We've mentioned it before. I just have bloodlust, I guess. Give me better gore, and I will tolerate just about anything this bad. But you do 
Oh, nonstop cutaways and then just, uh, bad acting and such. Yeah. All right. Well, um, do we want to do the second one? You don't have to. Second one looks worse. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. For this one, wow, this is, it was a four point seven for the first one on IMDb. Jack Frost Two: Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. So it looks like they go to a tropical island because the cover has him with a with a lay around his neck. Sam is traumatized by his experience of previous Christmas battling Jack Frost, a murderous snowman possessed by a serial killer. His wife thinks a trip to the tropics will get his mind off the snow, so they pack their bags and they head to a resort on an island in the Pacific. Meanwhile, the FBI accidentally resurrects Jack's remains during an experiment. Jack heads to the island, covers it in snow, and embarks on another rampage. <laughs> 3.6 in IMDb. I mean, I can tolerate one if you can tolerate it. I'll be I'll be fine with it. It is, uh, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 29%. So, oh, yeah. I can tolerate it. Hour and a half. Sure, I can tolerate it. And it's a free one, too. Again, I believe it, I believe that's also on TV, so... Yeah, we can stick it out. Fine, and there is only two, so it won't be that bad. That this will be the yeah. this will be the last one, no matter what. If there were more, I'd be hesitant, but it is only two. All right, yeah, I don't have anything else. You got anything else to talk about? Otherwise, we can call it a an, an episode, episode one hundred one. Yeah, let's call it, man. All right. On that note, this is Scott the Beauty signing off for the Beauty and DeGeese podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. Bye, folks.